It's uh, have you ever seen Lion King on Broadway? It's no, I never did. Incredible. I, I, it's I great. I feel like I remember it coming out on Broadway. It's great. And it being like a huge deal. It was a big fucking deal. And I don't know, maybe it's just the New Yorkers at the time or, you know, were very hard oh, to impress, classic. but I feel like it was like, yeah, it ain't that fucking good. It's just an expensive Girl, when show. They, when they got like the little baby one, because it's like dancers with like the animal things on them. It's very cool. It's very, um, it's, a, it's a good little show. I also saw Les Miserables in New York. I ugh, saw Aida. That's never something I want to watch. Um, I mean, it was a lot. It was good. Um, saw Aida. That's how I found Anna Pascal. Then I found Rent. Um, what else did I see on Broadway? I think that's it. It's been a long time since I've been to New York. I almost went to go see a show in the city. Um, we were gonna, we were choosing oh, between. Can you imagine if you could have gone to see Hamilton, girl? Uh, oh, I would have loved that. Would have been so. If, if that was cheap and available, I, I know, done. right? But um, we were gonna torn between doing um, Book of Mormon. Okay. Um, Avenue Q. Okay. <laughs> Both raunchy shit. Yeah. Or there's this play called, I think it's called the play that went wrong. Interesting. And it's kind of like a meta play about a play that kind of like goes all these wrong. things that goes wrong with the play. And it was like the cheaper one. It was like just off Broadway. Nice. But I've heard great things about it. Um, but then we ended up actually doing, trying to get into this raffle to do their, because I guess every summer they do this thing called Shakespeare in the Park where they do like yeah, a Shakespeare yeah. play in, in Central Park or some park. Um, yeah. But we didn't win that lottery. So we ended up not Damn. seeing a show regardless. So at this point, uh, the story it's was pointless. It's a great story. Just it's all about disappointment. Story dudes. about it's disappointment in New York. How was your trip to New York? Bro? It was fantastic. It was really good. We didn't even talk about it in the last. We episode. haven't. Yeah. Holy wow. shit! I, I went to New York for about a week. It was my one vacation a year, and yeah. uh, back to work, bitch. <laughs> going right back. Um, yeah. No, it was great. I, I brought my girlfriend. I wanted her to like see my hometown, where I'm from. Yeah. Um, I showed her my original house I grew up in. Hell yeah. Kind of drove around my high school a little bit. I mean, we did so much. We went wine tasting, got a, got a limo, went wine tasting with a bunch of friends. I can't wait to bring s- my significant other back end. to Michigan and drive past my childhood home and be like, that's my childhood home. I'm not allowed inside of it anymore because I don't speak to my father. <laughs> <laughs> Too dark? Um, too much? Well, we were talking about me, Biebs. Uh, yeah, so. I, had to, I, had to, I had to throw a little me in there because it was feeling too much like the Keith cast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tanj cast over here. Can't have too much without Tanj. It's roommate pod. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of anything else we did on the island. Oh, my parents also came up and visited, so I went out with my whole family. Wow. My sister was there. It was her birthday. I got her a very nice bottle of wine for her birthday. You're like, shut the fuck up now for this um, year. I got you something nice. Went to my old school, Hofstra University. Whoop, whoop. Walked around that whole campus. Damn. Um, and then went into the city for the last weekend there. We saw mm. a ton of stuff. Went to the High Line, went to Chelsea Market. Love High Line, went love to Chelsea Market. The, took her to the Natural History, Museum of Natural History, which she had never been to before. We mm. rode our bikes through Central Park. Um, got some great pizza. Hung out at the Lower East Side. And then also, before we went home, stopped by the 9-11 Memorial. Ooh. Did um, you cry? I did. Yeah. I didn't... I honestly never thought I would be emotional, but, like, I walked up to the first uh, hole, I don't yeah. know what you call it, the footprint, and, yeah, yeah. like, it just... It it's overwhelmed me. It overwhelmed me, girl. I was like, wow. And I had never been there. Yeah. You know, I lived in New York, and I think they completed it while I was still living there, but I just had never gone there, because in my mind, it was just constantly under construction. It was like under construction years. for a long time. took them time. so fucking long to agree and do yeah. shit on that. I told but you that when I was in high school, we it went. It came out very nice. My choir went, and yeah. it was like, it couldn't have been that long after. It had to be three or six months after. Yeah. Like, it was close. And I remember we went to the edge, because there was like literally like a little it's cement area, and then like you looked down, and it was just like fucking gutted. Like, it was yeah. just destruction. And I think we sang. Oh, you like, say six months right after it happened, 9-11. Yeah. Oh, oh, I meant the completion of the park. No, 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 no. <laughs> While it was still, like, oh. there was still the, like, beams coming up and, like... Jesus. Yeah, girl. I, had, I never went to go and see And there was it. all these, like, um... Kind of didn't want These, it. like, tack boards with, like, printed out photos of people's families and stuff, mm. like, on it and, like, little, like, vigils and stuff. And you could just walk down. I don't even know if I have footage anywhere because this was... I was, like, recording on, like, a video fucking cassette. Um... But yeah, we went. It was it was a lot. I think I cried. Have you been there since they finished it? No. Like it's, you know, you walk up to the, it's like they turned the the footprints into like a huge fountain that like so the water's constantly pouring in. Yeah. And it goes down to like a bottom, but then there's like another hole in the middle where the water goes into, and you kind of don't see the bottom. Yeah. And so it's a very like, 
I don't know. It's very pretty, but it's also very sad. Yeah. You know, like it's got this constant downward motion that to me mimics the falling of the towers in it's a weird so way. It's so interesting because, you know, when we think of like other places in the world where like, you know, um, like Pearl Harbor and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when people that are were attached to that were alive at that time go there and they have this very like emotional reaction. Yeah, sure. yeah. I feel like for our generation, that's 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you go to that, like we so and clearly it's remember It's funny you say it. that because I do remember seeing the tourists, you know, snapping selfies with selfie sticks and smiling in front of it. Yeah, and, and you're like, like what the there's fuck? dead people's names written behind them yeah. and with the, what, what used to be a tower. What? And and it didn't. I didn't get angry, and I get it. You know, and that's what I kept in mind too. It's like, well, if I went to the Pearl Harbor site, I would Did definitely be taking see pictures. Where there was like, there's photos. People, someone took the, like the smiling selfies. People took at Auschwitz, and then like added actual imagery of what was happening there mm, behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. But I, I'm also on the same side. Like after enough time has passed, yeah. Like if I go to the Colosseum in Rome, where yeah. slaves were murdered like crazy. Mm. You know, I'm probably going to take, like, a picture of me in front of it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I'm, on, I'm of both opinions where it's, like, it kind of irks me. You understand but also the disconnect, like, but also you understand the Yeah, connection. they don't know, probably, and they don't have that emotional connection. That connection so I can't really, it. like, Well, there are probably lots to. of places that we visit in the world that we go to where, like, ah, photo in front of it. And people are, like, actually, yeah, um, something sure. really horrific happened there. And could you stop? And I was, like, I was like just touching the names on, like, the... um Because, so like, the, they're around the... The, the holes is like a, a shelf, or I don't know what you call it, but like it's, it's etched names all around. Hmm. And like there's like a little sign that says on an individual's birthday, they put like a white rose on their name. Um. And so there was like a few white roses all around on yeah. the people's names on whose birthday it was the day Damn. I was there, you know? And I was just yeah. like, a lot. It really like remember got to when me. you came home that one day and I was watching like a fucking documentary about oh people God, that were girl, left yeah. behind. It was after a good 9/11. documentary. It was like someone whose husband died, someone whose dad died, someone whose mom died, someone I think whose like brother died. I think there was it like was a, a Pentagon employee maybe too yeah. or something. I think there was someone on the plane. Um, Yo, that day was fucked. Yeah, that was interesting too because that followed those people for like a decade, right? Like yeah. it kind yeah. of, each chapter was like the next year and how they were yeah. doing since. And it was like the woman who lost her husband moving on and getting engaged again, and like it was heartbreaking. That one Asian lady with like the burns. Oh, all they had over burns her. because she, she was, was great. down. Yeah, she was fucking. She great. had such a good attitude like about it. It's just, yeah, I love documentaries. She so. was like, they gave me a free facelift <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> um, um, and then yeah, there was like the son who I think lost his mom, right? Yeah. And he was kind of like a dick. There was like a, something with him and the bird. Like then a bird land on him while he was yeah, saying like something at a funeral something for like something. That. And, and then he, he went through it emotional. Oof, girl, that's, that's a lot. He kind of grew up as time went on. That is a lot. Um, yeah, he was like, I hated Muslims, but he's like, now, 10 years later, I understand it wasn't all Muslims. You know, he, yeah. he had an interesting journey. Well, it's interesting. We, I also, you and I were talking about, I remember going to an airport as a kid and not going through, like, not taking my shoes off, not putting, like, my mm. aerosols and my gels in a bag that you could mm. see through. Like, I remember maybe walking through a metal detector. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember. Definitely not having to take your shoes off. Most of the other stuff, like it just was a very different yeah. process. Flying used to be very much like just getting on a bus. Yeah, just like it really you was. You could show up that day, buy a ticket, yeah. and get on a plane without. They a don't problem. need your name. Fuck it. Get on the plane, buy yeah, it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It was, it was literally so like getting a bus ticket. So different. But now um, it's you know. Now it's I mean understandably, but yeah, um, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's just so interesting when I think about like my youth on a plane, like and that. It's just it's a lot. Change flying forever. A lot has changed. Speaking no of better. change, let us help you change your life by go by going and sending us questions. You can get some advice from us. You can go to adventuresandroomating.com. Um, send us a little message. You can also email us at roommatepod at gmail.com. Um, and we're going to go through some. You're going to see if you find any that jump out at you title-wise. Wow, yeah. we really started this episode off with some cheery. <laughs> yeah. Keith went 9/11. home also 9-11. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And emotions. But you had a great time. It's okay. We could, you had no, a great I did have a great time. I was very glad I went to the, the memorial. Yeah, girl. I, there was this one tree that was sort of in the middle of it all. And there's a sign next to it saying that this tree was like a peach or like a pear tree or something that mm. they discovered in the rubble. Wow. And it was charred, but there were still signs of life. Oh, wow. So they sent it up to the Bronx 
at like a nursery, some sort of nursery, it. and they rehabilitated the tree, wow. and it like came back. Damn. And so they took that tree and replanted it at the site, and as a sign of like resilience, yeah. you know, like a coming back from a terrible. You can cry right now. I'm getting about very it, girl. emotional. When I, I read that, I was eyes. like, I was like, had done. I kind of went <laughs> through my first. You were just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> when I first, when I first read it, I was like, I had just kind of like gotten over my first wave it. of emotions, and I was like, <laughs> you're like, it's coming. And back. I went to my it's girlfriend. I was like, God damn it, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to be another few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I took a picture of it. I, I, I posted it. It's a really nice oh, I think I did see story. Fish. It's oh. like every year it comes back in bloom and it's like a, it's a, sh- a sign of the resilience against what God happened. God damn, girl. <gasps> you know what, girl? I mean, life just keeps going. I think yeah, that was, that was the message too. of that documentary and I think that's just like the thing in life. It's like you have these like life-altering moments that you're just like, I don't know if I can ever... Rec- well, oh, we were watching Unreal when she said, uh, Quinn said something mm-hmm. that was like, life is like, things happen to us that change us forever mm-hmm. and you have to figure out who you are now mm-hmm. and be that person mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. one girl. She's yeah, like, listen, yeah. you got to get, your, you gotta get to your shit together. Yeah. It's true. Very That's true. the one thing I can tell you. That's the theme of these podcasts, these past few episodes. It just keeps going. Life goes... What's that song? Life goes on? Remember Life. that show, girl, with uh, Cork- Corky? Was Corky. that his name? Yeah, yeah, that was his name. Ooh. And, All right, yeah. here we go. It had Kelly Martin in it, bitch. It had uh, Lucy in it. The subject of this email is, should I ask my boyfriend to come home with me for Christmas? <laughs> are it seems par- like a very... Are your parents incredibly racist It seems like a very innocuous yeah, <laughs> yeah. request, so I wonder what the problem is. Uh-oh. This is an anonymous lady. Uh-oh. <laughs> in parentheses, it starts with, Keith, this is a long one, so get ready. It's not that long. We're ready. I recently started looking at plane ticket prices, <clears throat> prices okay. for trips I'm planning to take in the fall, which brought up the topic of the holidays. My boyfriend and I, we're both 25, started dating last November. Okay. So that's a good amount of time. How November, much time is it? So that's about seven, eight months right now. Okay. Maybe nine. Uh, right. We've been doing so well, and I really want to introduce him to my family. He's okay. the first boyfriend I've had since I moved across the country, so I've never had to deal with having to arrange a big trip to meet the parents. Having him come home with me for Christmas seems like the best and most convenient solution since I don't have the money or time off for a separate trip home and my parents aren't planning on visiting me anytime soon. Yeah. His parents live close to us, but I haven't met them yet, so I'm not sure if we're at that stage. But in the past, he asked me... I'm sorry. But in the past, he's asked about if my parents plan to visit and even mentioned helping pay for their flights. Okay. Oh. Is it too soon in the relationship to ask him if he'd want to spend Christmas with me? No. 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 That, that'll be a year in, girl. Yeah, you're almost a year. Uh, we'll have been dating for a year by the time the holidays roll around this oh, year. Oh, yeah. That's fine. And if I do ask him, how long... You better long... tell him not to fucking propose to you in front of your family at oh, Christmas. No, no, so no, no, don't no, do no, that. No. Don't, 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 don't. And if I do ask him, how long of a trip should I suggest? Since it's the only time this year that I'll be home, I'd like to spend five or six days there, but I'm worried that might be too long. Also, my family is large. His family holiday gatherings are usually less than 10 people, while I've never had a family event that's less than 20. Mm. I don't want Christmas to be too overwhelming. What should I do? Thanks, Anonymous, although we have a P.S. Yeah. I've written in a couple times before about some old baggage from an emotionally abusive relationship (laughs) and a sexual assault. Oh, no. Uh, Your advice has helped so much. I've also started going to therapy, which has been doing incredible things for my soul. Yay. Yay. Thanks again for all the insights and for always giving me something to look forward to during my commute. I thought it was going to be like I wrote all these things before, but please ignore them. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if we can. I think this is a very simple situation of talking with him. I say And be like, what are you comfortable with? What do you want to do? I'd like to go home. I want to do it for five to six days. What are your thoughts? Be prepared about my family. Yeah. I mean, if he's willing to pay for your parents to come visit. I think that he's already invested enough to want I to I imagine them. he's okay with yeah. dealing with the horrors I don't that you think s- are worried about. <laughs> I don't think it's weird that far into a relationship to bring people home. I think people that bring people home after like two months together. So like, yeah. um, or like the month they're dating. Um, so yeah, I say bring up the topic and then ask him, like, how comfortable, like, how much time would you want to spend? Because sometimes it's, like, it really is true. Like, three days in a place, four days in a place is good for someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I would probably go home for a week. And so I think the suggestion for that is either you want to come home with me for the week and maybe we either spend 
half of that with my family and then half doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. Or I stay longer and you fly back mm-hmm. three or four days in. So that way you're coming home to visit me, but I also get my own private time with my family. So I think there are a few different options. And it's just yeah. a matter of figuring out, you know, if it's someone you want to travel with for that long. But yeah. And I would admit, I am an anxious person when it yeah. comes to meeting family and all that. And even the thought of going to my girlfriend's family still makes me, I mean, I've met him a few times before and I'm fine, oh but like the idea of ever meeting any family makes but me But you know, so it's, it's just something that like, I'm just, I just, uh, I get anxious about, you know, yeah. I just, I don't want to, I, I worry that I tend to be quiet around people I don't know well. And then yeah. the fact that I am quiet makes me even more worried mm-hmm. that they're, you know, I don't want them to think I'm a quiet person, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I get it. Uh, and the, on. and the idea of like flying somewhere where yeah. I can't even come home if I want yeah, to right? with a, a family of 20 plus, <laughs> like, that's a lot, but I would do it for the person that I'm with yeah. if I cared about them enough, you know? And, yeah. Um, it's, a little, and I, it's always interesting to see people around their family, too, because it's a little insight yeah. into where they And I would from. almost say that having too many family members is better than, like, just four. Because yeah. then you have to talk to, like, the same four people, whereas the 20, it's like, oh, you could get lost Shift in the crowd around. a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that. I would also, I would definitely take at least a day for the two of you to go do stuff together that doesn't involve your family, though. Like, drive them around. Show them your hometown. Go on a little adventure. But, yeah, I'm down for you inviting this person home. We next approve. question? Yeah, next question. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. This is that's not a this huge This dog is just issue. living her best yeah, goddamn girl, life. Right on she AC, loves girl. this air conditioning on her. All right, here we go. This is uh, another one. This is from Anonymous. Okay. Subject is pseudo-virgin boyfriend? Question mark. All right. Hello, Aphrodite Megan. Hercules Keith. Okay. And Athena Margo. Wow. All gods and goddesses. Wow. Actually, I'm a half god. What the fuck? I would say you look more like a little Poseidon fuck, but you know. A little Hermes, maybe? A little Hermes. Hermes. A little Hermes. Hermes. A little Hermes. I don't know what Greek god I would be. Is Hermes the one with the, 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 he flies? Like, he's got the feet that go quick. He's like the messenger. He's got like a little helmet with wings on it, some shit. I'm Googling. H-E-R-M-E-S. Like swift little, fast little fuck. Hermes is the emissary and messenger of the gods. Yes, bitch. Yeah, that's you, girl. Uh, All right, here we go. (laughs) Hello. Okay, so let's cut to the chase so daddy doesn't get angry, shall we? I'm 21 and my very new boyfriend is 24. He told me on a date, on date number one, he was a pseudo virgin what the fuck does that what mean? What the fuck uh, does that mean? So, like, mean? he's done hands oral, but never penis and vagina. Okay. All right, so uh, he's never had penetrative sex, but he's, yeah, he's, never but had, he's had sexual... Intercourse. Ooh, there's actually a really interesting video that my friend posted about mm-hmm. 100 people getting asked how many sexual partners they've had, mm-hmm. and people struggling to figure out if that includes is people that I slept with, is it people that yeah. I've had other experiences with, and then, like, also feeling nervous about giving their number. There's some people there that are like, one person, no people, and there's some people who are like, over a hundred, and I'm like, yes, bitch. Who I has the time? I want it. I also remember distinctly learning that if you were to have, let's say, penis to vagina sex mm-hmm. intercourse, that is sex. If you were mm-hmm. to have oral sex, that's also sex. Yeah, like that's the same. I remember being taught like anal sex as well. Like all three of those means you've had sex. Well, it's a sexual. You've had sexual no, contact. Saying, no, I'm saying that is considered. Oh, that is considered sex. sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even if it's just oral. Interesting. When I give my number, I generally just say people that I've had penetrative sex with, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I but, mean, that might be my but own But people, whatever. there are people who have sex that don't ever penetrate. I've forgotten just the blowjobs. There's just a few. There's a couple of people that just got blowjobs, and then I was like, oh, you're an asshole. Never mind. All right, let's keep going. Um, <laughs> I was a bit surprised, but didn't care. He okay. was focusing on his career and education during the past few years. All right. Normally, I don't care about numbers. <laughs> I could already sense the, normally, the insecurity. Normally, <laughs> I don't care about numbers. You know what, bitch? I'm not, that sounds. I'm not upset. I'm slightly I'm a not, fuck ton of more people. I'm not. <laughs> normally, I wouldn't be bothered. Like I'm self shaming myself. But right I'm now. bothered, which tells me that normally you would be bothered. Here we go. Normally, I don't care about numbers, but he's been with one and I've been with uh, like 22. <laughs> I love it. Uh, depending on how we are counting. I went through a hookup phase after a shitty breakup about a year ago. Okay. That's fine, girl. There's That's no shame. Fuck it. fuck it all. I've never really been in this position where I have had more sexual experience than my partner. 
We have done hand stuff so far, and he has expressed an interest in us having sex, but is nervous. Yeah. I know virginity is a societal construct. Yes. Well, I mean, it's also a... It's a okay. Uh, cue a Megan rant, but I don't want to come <laughs> off as overeager slash pressuring or like an arrogant person who knows it all. What yeah. do? How do I approach this and go about it in the right way? Megan, I wanted to ask you in particular because you lost your virginity at 26. Yeah. I really, really like him, and I don't want to fuck it up. Okay. Thanks, well, podcast parents, because my mind certainly won't help me on this one. Yeah. Love from the East Coast. Well, okay, you don't want to fuck it up, so let's not fuck it up, baby. Um, we're going to go into this, and... I mean, it seems like she wants to... She wants this is... It. Yeah. Th- I... Okay. I would say that for my first time, I never felt like I was being treated weirdly or like, oh, are you, like, you know, you're a virgin. It was just like, I was very much in control. So I dictated what was going to happen. So maybe that's the way to do it. Like, let him like tell you what he wants you to do, what he likes, try different things. But also like, I don't know, like for me. Not that I wouldn't want to be pleased as well, but I would definitely, for that first time, be more focused on him and, like, yeah, let's, gonna say that, let's yeah. go slow, let's figure out what you like, let's try different positions. Like You relax, let me show you, you a relax, thing or two. Yeah, let me show you mm-hmm. something. If anything, it's great that you're in a position you have more experience because you get to, like, I don't know, you get to kind of, like, show him a different world. A new thing and like that he's teach. never experienced. Yeah, yeah, I like, think that's that, fun. I think that is, like... For some people, the appeal of, you know, virgins Probably. is like that it's like, sort I of, get to be the first. I get to be the first. I'm forever. I get to pass on the knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's yeah. what men tell themselves. And then we go fuck a bunch of other people and forget. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's... So wait, she says he's uh, he has expressed an he's interest, expressed, but he's yeah. nervous. So I, I would oh, be like, yeah, well, what is he? That. What is he nervous about? Is he nervous about getting pregnant? Is he nervous about his performance? Yeah, it's probably a mixture of a lot of things. Uh, you know, I, I would have a, maybe a conversation around that and 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 reassure him that you know. I can tell you what I would do as someone yeah. that's very much like a pleaser type mm-hmm, person, mm-hmm. probably to my detriment sometimes. But I would go in with the like listen, like, this is something we want to do. This is something you're interested in. Like, let's, you know, let's have a special night. Like, let's go do stuff, whatever. If you, if you me, and also keep in mind that like, they might, if you might have a special night and have it planned, but then it doesn't happen. And that's totally cool. But I would like make it very much about like him exploring and trying things. And like, what do you want to do to me? What do you want to say to me? Like, I would make it a fun game of like, to like kind of take the, the nerves out of it of let him kind of, I don't know. And I wouldn't worry about coming off as... Coming. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, um, I wouldn't so, worry about coming this time. We're going oh, yeah, to we're gonna worry. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna lead him to the but She says she's, she's, she's worried about coming off as a little overeager or pressuring or oh, arrogant. And fair. I think you just have to approach it in the right way. Like Ask if I was questions. with a girl who was a virgin and was nervous about it, I'd be like... I would just be like, look, I understand. You know, I was nervous my first time, too. If you want to wait, we can wait. But just so you know, like, I want to have sex with you. Yeah, and let you know that my I would love to. And I think that it's going to be fun and nothing to worry about. Like, you know, but of course, yeah. you know, just, just be kind and be understanding without being like, if you don't fuck me, then I'm going to leave you. Like, don't, oh, don't, don't do that do shit. don't do that shit. Don't know? do the, like, you better fuck me this way or it's done. Right. Like, let this person have time to figure out their style and their rhythm. It's and okay what to they express like your experiment. desire. Yeah. It's possible to express your desire without it being we forceful. We have to do this. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1,000%. I would like, you know, I think it's a, it's a balance, right? It's a mix of like really asking him like, do you want me to do this? Do you like when I do this? How about this? Like, hmm, Let me show asking, you this. Asking questions, seeing what they like, but then also letting them know like, I really like it. If I would really like it if you did this. Mm-hmm. I would really like it if you did this. And like, I don't know, like mutually kind of, you know, trying things out. But I think, yeah, it really comes down to like how much how much stress you put on this situation. I totally understand the feeling of not wanting to come off as overbearing or annoying. So I have a bit of a story about my virgin my virginal experience. Okay. Um, so I was dating a girl at the time. This was high school. This was uh, probably junior year for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, junior year. And... Uh, she and I started dating in, like, October. It was, like, around Halloween, like, November. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, talk about my birthday. 
and like jokes uh, about birthday sex yeah, yeah. and things like that. And, um, you know, and I think I would joke around, we would just be joking around, but whatever. And, um, she wrote me a letter saying, happy birthday. Just so you know, like, I know we were talking about possibly having sex and like, you know, your birthday would be a perfect time, but like, nervous. I'm nervous about it and I still don't think I'm ready. And she wrote me this huge letter and I was like, it's totally fine. Like we don't yeah. have to have sex. Like, I remember reading this in my room on my birthday after school one day and my parents weren't home and I was like, it's totally fine. We could totally wait, like no pressure. And then she was like, all right, let's have sex. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, okay. So I put a condom on and we had sex. You know what it was? It was, it, it was. I wonder if it was a test. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, but I think also knowing that you weren't like angry or upset oh, or yeah, whatever, or that yeah. you, that to me, probably she was like, this is the right person to have sex with. Right. Yeah, maybe you're right. There yeah, probably yeah. was a moment where she was like, this is the person that yes. respects me and cares about me and is not going to pressure me to do things I don't want to do, so this is a person I should have sex with. Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I, I think that you're all, you're going to be fine. Like, you just have to kind of jump into it. But I think, yeah, just express a desire. Like, if you want to do this, like, I'm totally down. And then really don't put any pressure on it. <laughs> Truly. I just read the next email. Uh-oh. But yeah, I think you'll be fine. I, you know, be fine. Of course, communicate. and A lot of communication. It's okay to express what you want. Just make sure it's not done in like, you know, any ultimative way or yeah. an ultimatum Ooh, way. If you, bring or, a, if, you, if you bring a new lover into this world and they're not bogged down with all of this like fear and like insecurity and whatever, and you like, you hype them up and give them place, like a place to grow and figure it out. Ooh. You might get some of the best sex of your life, honestly. Just whisper in his ear, I want your dick inside me. <laughs> Fuck me. And that'll be God. probably enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready I for love the next it. one? Uh, here we go. This is, the subject says, I'm married mm-hmm. and my lesbian fuck buddy is in love with me. Yeah, wrap your brain, wrap your brain around that. You okay. got it, girl? Okay. I'm married. Okay. And my lesbian fuck buddy is in love with me. What do you think this one's about, girl? <laughs> I mean, the title is so clear. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It's a short one, too. Yeah, fair. Dear Daddy okay, Keith. Okay, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're uh, fine. Dear Daddy Keith, Mama Tanjas, and sweet little baby Margo. True. I'm a bi girl in my 20s. Okay. And I kind of got myself into a love triangle type situation. <laughs> <laughs> I live for a love triangle, bitch. I've always wanted to be in this one. Is, this is perfect TV uh, material. One day. My super dope husband and I have an open marriage, so we're both free to sleep with other people, oh but God. refrain from having serious, intimate relationships with anyone besides each other. Yes. Smart. I started seeing this pretty cool girl about two months ago. Mm-hmm. We've gone on a few dates and had sex on three occasions. Okay. However, even though she knew we would never be more than friends with benefits, she drunkenly confessed the other night that she's fallen for me. We gotta cut it off. Gotta yeah. cut it out. I mean, this is also what happens when you fuck people three or four times as opposed to just one night stands or one or two offs. I promised her that I'd forget what she said. <laughs> but I'll I don't know. I'll delete this text and I will give you a new chance. <laughs> on the one hand, I don't want to lead her on or break her heart, but on the other, she knew what she was getting into and okay. still caught feelings. All right. What should I do? End things or keep seeing her and just pretend like the conversation never happened? Thanks. No. I think you have to address the fucking conversation. Uh, I, I think the way to do this is... Okay. Mm. This, is, the, the, I this think, is a question of right? whose this responsibility is, like, is this? Well, I think the reality is that, like, you know, we get ourselves in the mindset of like, I told you what it was and you caught, like you caught feelings. It's like, that's a very human thing. Like we get attached to people sometimes for various reasons, not just sex. And like, this is someone that you've seen three or four times. You've like, there's a connection for them. They, even if they went into it, even if they went into it with the best of intentions. No, I don't think so either. I think that you should like you, this is, these are the limitations I have. These are the boundaries. I mean, I'm married. I'm married. (laughs) And this is how we run things. And that's not, Right now, we're not looking to change that. I'm not looking to change that. I still, I really like you. Like, I want to, I like fucking you. Mm-hmm. And I'm down for that. Um, and so at this point, like, it's kind of in your court, essentially, of like, you know what this is. And so it's up to you if you want to keep doing this, knowing my limitations and my boundaries. Sure. That's a great, great way um, to put it. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, it's kind of like if this person is sitting there torching themselves about how much in love, how in love with you they are and they bring it up again. 
at that point, I would say, listen, I respect you enough to know that, like, I'm not trying. I've already, I've done the first warning. I've done the expression of, like, what this yeah. is and what the boundaries are. Just reinforce it. Mm-hmm. I can see that you're torturing yourself over this, and I and I have a lot of empathy for that, and, mm-hmm. and I do care about you as a person. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's time for us to kind of just, like, back off of the, the physical part of this and yeah. just be I cool. I think you pretty much nailed it. I mean, I feel like... Um, people change. People get into things and think, oh, I, this is so, going to be what it is, and then yeah, their mind changes I, and things, their feelings get caught. And this is something I was exactly in... You got to cut them out of in, it sometimes. In college, I, I was dating my... Girlfriend from high school. I was a senior. Yeah. We had started dating before I graduated. Went to college for freshman year. We pretty much dated the whole year. Towards the end of the first, my freshman year, I broke up with her in order to be a free, uh, you know, enjoy college, not be uh, tied to someone. Yeah, my classic, you know, I'm free. I gotta put my dick in things and you're holding me Which I didn't do for like two years (laughs) later, but... uh, But that would have been two years closer to marriage, but there was But there was a girl who I had met through... A club or something, and yeah. um, I told her like, "Hey, like I, I'm attracted to you. I like you. I'd mm-hmm. like to hang out with you and you know do sexy things with you." But you know, I don't want a relationship. Yeah. I was like, so if that's something you're looking for, then Oof. this is probably you know I was very much upfront about it. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't going to be more than than what I'm saying right now. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, that's cool. It's totally fine. You know, whatever. Like totally nonchalant about it. We ended up hanging out a lot." Hung out in my car. We got, you know, maybe a little okay, high or something. Have, okay, we don't have, oh, uh, you know, I'm breaking uh, it have down. Have the sexy times. And then, sexy times. And then maybe like a month after we started sort of doing that, she was like, yeah, I'm getting feelings for you. Yeah. And that was me. I was like, well, I, I unfortunately don't have those same feelings back. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I ended it soon after that. I was like. I would honestly rather that than yeah. what I've had where it's like. So the point of that story was I was the one that ended it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, all right, well, this is your second warning <laughs> True. Or, or whatever. I was True. just like, I, I already saw where it was going. You're catching Fair. your feelings. So, I yeah, think you could do that, too. I'm going to You could just be things. like, you know what? Especially if you're in an open situation where it's like you could really go fuck anyone you want. Yeah. You know, it might not be worth kind of nursing that possible crush, whatever, into what it's going to be. It's hard to sometimes, it's hard to go back from once you feel something or once you have that connection with someone and you feel like, and you know what? A part of it, too, is, like, so many of the things that we see and read reinforce this idea that, like, well, if you just stay around long enough and they end up liking you, they'll change their mind. It's like you see yeah, so many of these, like, yeah. TV shows and movies where it's like, I, can I just them. didn't know it was you the whole time. And then all of a sudden oh. you stuck with me the longest and now I feel this way. Or you mm. leave and then all of a sudden they want you again. That happens. Oh, f- that for 1, sure. That thousand percent happens. But I think, like, knowing what the boundaries are, where your fir- your where your main relationship is, what the boundaries you set up. If, if this person saying to you, I like you doesn't change in your mind, like, Oh, maybe I want to like revisit my boundaries with my husband. Then it might be time to just be like, you know what? I don't want to hurt you. And, and I've had a really good time. And so maybe we should just let this be what it is. Um, I mean, it's up to you what you want to try to do. Very decisive and be like, I, you have one more chance. I'm I'm no more. I don't, you know, I don't, it's best that we don't see each other anymore. Yeah. Fair. I mean, it's up to you, but I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think this is going to go for very long if you do continue it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. You're going to get a lot I, of subtweets and a lot of... Unless this person <laughs> possesses the emotional capacity to turn off yeah. their feelings that, they're, which is, that are only growing. Which is possible. Which is very possible. possible. If they're the kind of person that comes to you and says, hey, although they were drunk when they did it. So that makes me a little concerned that they're waiting until they're drunk to tell you this. Whereas if they came to you, I think if they came well, to you... Well, being drunk, you don't no, I know. lose control. No, I know. <laughs> no, I know. But also, like, if this were someone that came to you in their mind and was like, I'm feeling this way. And, mm-hmm. like, had a conversation, sit down with you, and was, like, seemed very logical about it. Like, I feel this way, but, like, I think it's just this. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this either. But if you're fucking around with someone that ultimately does want a relationship, mm-hmm. it's, like, I don't know. I guess for me, I would be, like, am I distracting you from what you really want and holding on to something that's yeah. just going to torture you more and distract and honestly, you from what you honestly, making it need. go longer could can make things far worse. That's true. You know. That's very true. Those feelings grow further whatever your gut's saying if your gut's saying let me give one more chance if your gut's saying let me cut it off and find someone else to fuck yeah i would go with that initial instinct Ooh, my battery's dying Ooh. one more question let's do one more question all right it's a bit of a long one okay subject i can't stop self-sabotaging myself Ooh, it sounds like a scorpio and it's getting old in all caps Ooh, self-aware scorpio <laughs> hi hey mama tanja's daddy keith spell my name wrong and sweet babel ain't babel babel <clears throat> sweet 
baby angel, baby Margot. They spell Margot right? They, they, they did spell Margot right. That's all that matters. Right. That's all that matters. Kaith. <laughs> Kaith. Okay. First and foremost, I don't care if you say my name, and also thanks for the podcast and making my long commutes to work infinitely better. Yay. I'm a longtime listener and a first-time emailer, and I really need some advice. Kay. I met this amazing guy about two months ago, and we've been seeing each other regularly for about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Everything about this has been completely different for me. I approached him at a show, which is hella out of character for me. Hella. Ooh, you NorCal? Um, <laughs> and things have been strangely good ever since. Strangely okay. good. So she's already like, this is too good to be fucking true. Strangely good. How can I fuck this How up? How can I fuck this <laughs> up? I love, I love that we, we dive into like, Wait, we're not, good? We're not, we're not even in the question yet. And we're already like, what kind of... <laughs> already analyzing the language. What's the wording? <laughs> uh, I'm 25 and he's 20. Oh, Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, noted. Uh, Which I thought would be weird, but it doesn't feel like I'm seeing someone much younger than me. From conversation to quality time to sex, I'm very satisfied. Okay, fine. So what's the problem, you may ask? Well, what 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 problem did you create? What Scorpio bullshit could we whip up? Uh, I intended for this to be casual. Uh Uh-oh. And to not catch feelings. You lying-ass bitch. But he's so genuine and treats me better than anyone has, (laughs) and I'm only a month and a half in. Oh, girl, you you jump into conclusions, girl. Yeah. Uh, And I'm I'm way too attached for my own good. Oh, God. So, of course, my logical next step to realizing I like someone too much is to end things before I get too deep. Oh, good. Healthy. Hey, you guys, this is something to think about. You got to run away. I I know that we... There's more. I know that... I know. But let me get this out. I know that we love to say, you know what? I'm at the point in my life where I don't want this, and I will not do this, and this will not happen. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Life fucking happens. And so you meet people at certain times, and it's the wrong time, and it doesn't work out. And sometimes you meet people at the wrong time, and it's the right person, and you, you lean into it. Like... It's, it's hard for me, I, I've just realized throughout my life, for me to sit and say, you know what, for the next year, I don't want to fall in love. It's like, you can say that, and you might visualize that, and it might completely make that not happen, right? But you also might come across someone that, like, bends that rule for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not at the perfect moment for you, but you're, you're rarely going to find perfect moments in life where it happens right on your schedule, and right in the calendar, and blah, blah, blah. And so I think you found someone you like. And you're doing the thing that you do when you find someone you like, you're attached the to The thing them. is, she, she wasn't looking for something like this. Yeah. And found it. Yeah. Well, guess what, bitch? You shouldn't go on scavenger hunts if you don't want to fucking find things. So this is an interesting <laughs> thing where it's like, she's the one that caught herself off guard. You I know, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll get you. Dick All will right. get you. I ended things. Oh, shit. Oh, God. You're still texting him, aren't you? I ended things. Now he's dating someone else. And of course, he was amazing and understanding and said that if things change, to let him know. Oh my, what 20-year-old is this? Very mature. And that in time, he'd like to be friends and that there are no hard feelings on his end. What the f- That's a husband! What are you doing? Go back. (laughs) I know I'm self-sabotaging, but I can't stop myself. Okay, you can. I've been so hurt by X of five years and a few guys after. And even though it's been a year and a half since we broke up, I'm so afraid of being left and find that it's an inevitability. Uh, well, well yeah. it's, it's also inevitability. But well, you have to understand all, all your relationships are going to end until it re- doesn't. Every relationship's <laughs> going to end until you die. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to give Eventually you... Eventually your husband's going to die. When people are like, oh my God, they were, together, they were together for 50 years. And well, you know what? On the 51st year before they died, they might have separated. So you just died in the relationship. That's it. I think that like I think people need to start getting over the fear of the ending of the reality is that everything ends. We're not accurately prepared for Every, that, we or need to prepare properly ourselves. prepared for it at least. And I'm not necessarily prepared for it. I get it. It's like you get attached to something, you open up and then you're like, "Oh, well I'm opening myself up to be hurt." Yeah, that's fucking life, dude. Like that is a series of things you're going to go through in life. I think I'm very much one who was very picky about who I date. Yeah. Take time. And I think I made a very good decision as of late. I think you made a smart decision. I mean, you know, um, where it was only up from, you know, vomit blowjobs, girl. Oh so, my I mean, God. <laughs> if anyone remembers that podcast. Whew. 
God, what a that time. was such a funny. What a time. Girl, you literally came back. I gotta go back, back and listen. You came back on like a Valentine's Day or Girl, something. I've never done and that And you before. were like, I need to podcast right now. Get it set up. <laughs> I was like, I think I was high sitting alone. I was like, let me set the microphones up. <laughs> Daddy's got to talk. Um, oh, God. I think, listen, you're obviously self-aware. Let me, let me finish okay. this shit. Um, I've been so hurt by my ex. I'm afraid of being vulnerable and feeling that way again, but I Fair. feel like I made a huge mistake and I'm not sure what to do. Okay. I plan to talk with my therapist about this, yes. but this is all I can think about, and I would love y'all's perspectives on this. Thank you in advance, and I'm sorry this is long. Love you both, and sweet baby Margo. P.S. Hmm. I went on a week on a two-week trip to Kenya and got him a little gift before I decided to end things and literally was texting him, ending it on my way to the airport to come back home. (laughs) Now you're wondering if you should give him the gift. Should I keep the gift or give it to him? Anyways, I'm a fucking mess. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I would suggest. I don't care. Okay. In the nicest way, let me say this. I don't care what you do. You're either going to do it or you're not. You're either going to get with this person or you're going to continue on in a different path. And that might be a path of like, someone's going to hurt me, so I'm not going to open myself up. Or someone's going to hurt me, but I need to work on this shit before I get back with this person potentially. I would say definitely talk about this to your therapist. Definitely put it out in the open, what it is that you're so scared of, why you're so scared of it, how likely it, it is to happen, but how you can't sabotage other relationships because of what might happen. It's not your ex. This person's not your fucking ex. I also and f- they also need the room and space to be a human being. So they, they might well, they fuck up. Well, I mean, but like they're not the ex that broke their heart, oh, though. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They're not the ex that they're still fucked up over. Yeah. So I would say that, like, personally, I would prefer in a perfect world that you talk to your therapist, that you really write out what it is that you're scared of, and if you're actually interested in overcoming that and working through that, or if you just want to, like, push that off and numb it and just, like, buckle down and sabotage the next five years until you're, like, tired of your own shit. Clearly, you're tired of your own shit, so let's start getting it together. But I would yeah, say you're that you're 25. You're at a very interesting age. I would say that before you go back to this dude, though, and are like, I want to try again, really have it together what you are willing to do to help yourself get past your own shit. And and also communicate to this person that, like, I sa- I'm sabotaging things and I know I'm sabotaging things well, because, because of this past relationship and I'm scared. And give that person an opportunity to show up for you in ways that this past ex didn't, but also don't do the shit that we get, we get emails about where someone's like, but they know that I'm anxious about them leaving me and they still went to the movies without me. Don't do, don't put that on someone because you're literally going to, what, you're going to fuck up this 20 year old for someone else down the line. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Mm. Give this, you have to go into this with a clean (laughs) slate. Protect the youth. Tabula rasa, (laughs) bitch. You have to go with a clean slate. So if that takes you this week with your therapist to figure out if that takes three months to figure out that takes a year and you go back and either it's not there or it is. I think the best thing you could do is really set a strong foundation for yourself first, figure out what you want, figure out how you're going to deal with, you know, whatever's going to trigger you into um, sabotaging things. And then once you, if you do go back to this person, communicate so that he has an opportunity to know what's going on, but also don't hold your ex's shit against him. It's not fair. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not fair. Uh, my main thing was that it seems like there's just a huge fear of being broken up with again and, and going through that pain. And you might. And it's my, a 50-50 my, chance, my advice to you is that that is something you need to expect to happen. Yeah. But hope that it doesn't. Yeah. Right? Expect the worst. Hope for the best. This is probably not going to be your last relationship. In all honesty. But it could be a really good relationship. It could be a really good relationship that lasts a while and you grow and you learn things. And in the end, you may still go through a lot of pain. Yeah. But that's okay. And that is normal. Yeah. And it's not something to like, it's not something to dictate whether or not you do something. You don't get to choose how you get your lessons. Right. You really don't. And so this, this could potentially be someone that it ends in a month and you're friends and you tried it. This could be someone that it's forever and you really like you worked your way through years and years of being together and it's whatever. Or this could be someone that you date for a few years and they grow up as a person in a relationship. You heal your shit from your past relationship and you come out of it better people. And you might not be better people that still want to be together and make sense together, but you've gone on this journey together where you've learned how to trust again and this person has learned how to be a partner. So it's like, 
not every relationship. And who knows? Maybe after a year of being in this relationship, you're like, you know what? He's not that great. It's true. That's <laughs> and true. You're the one that breaks his heart. You know? I mean, it's it's. There's so many variables of what could happen, but the only thing that is, seems for sure is that you like this person, and he seems like a decent person, and he seems like he dealt with it really well. I've never seen a so twenty year old. Why deal not? With that. Why not try? Dive in. You know, I, I feel like there's always those movies too, like we see where like. There's a terminally ill person. Yeah. And, you know, the support... Per- like, what was that? The Khaleesi one? Oh, God. Uh, like, Me Without You or whatever Or whatever was. that was. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, this person's going to die. Or, yeah, this person's going to go away at some point. Or it doesn't have to be a die. You know, it could be like, oh, it's uh, summer abroad and uh, I'm going to leave at the end. It's like, why still... Why not have that good experience relationship? Yeah. And even, yeah, you'll be sad in the end. But, like, I don't know. I just feel people are so afraid of... Pain. Going through pain and, and sadness that... Sometimes we cause ourselves more pain by I, trying to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to have the trade-off you of grow pain, from which that is joy. Shit. That's how you... Yeah. You change and you grow and hopefully you learn from it. I get it. Listen, I was raised by a mom that fucking scared me so much that I literally used to walk around with my hands out so that I wouldn't, like, hurt myself. <laughs> like, my Wait, mom... what happened? My mom always tells me that when I was little, I'd walk with my hands up, yeah. like, out, yeah. so that I wouldn't, like, hurt myself, bump into things, do anything. And then yeah. with my brother, she'd, like, hold him over a stove cooking and, like, you know, he who the fuck knows? Like, it was just, like, very different. Like, that's, we were brought up in different like ways, first right? first child versus second yeah, child Yeah, so it's, syndrome. like, I was yeah. just, like, terrified of ever touching anything. Super and my brother's, parents. like, over the stove. And then they realize, oh, it's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, fuck and it. They're gonna, babies gonna hurt themselves anyways. It's um, like my friends with their first dog. They're very, like... Like, yeah. very clearly a first-time dog yeah. people. But I think, oh, fuck, I can't remember the quote. But I read a quote today that was something about, like, love is not something that you can, like, save for one thing or one person. Like, when something ends or someone dies or whatever happens, the goal is to keep the faucet running, right? So that you constantly have this love to give. You just find other places to give it and other people to give it to. And I think that this is life. Like, you're going to have... You're going to have relationships. You can't control how long they always go for. You can't control what everything is. But, um, you know, that's the trade-off. Why be in so much pain from something that your ex taught you is okay and not experience the other side of that and the possible healing that does come through connecting with other people? Mm -hmm. Especially someone that you like. Don't fight it, man. Some people never find anyone they like. So, like, you know, we're lucky. That's it. Listen, if you want to support... Oh, God. What is this? this? No. It's a new one. You know what I want to do, Lou? I just want to have a spiritual waking. Yeah, you have to do mushrooms. <laughs> I love That's it. That's from episode bangs, 111, bitch. Pop That Pussy Pop with that dollar pussy. signs Classic. for Classic. Wow. Why don't we have more advertisers? Speaking of advertisers, <laughs> listen, we have a Patreon. If you want to go to so adventuresandremitting.com. Are we going to watch Unreal after this, Greg? We I think watch so. Unreal? I think so. Because I got to leave around 2.30, so we got time. Going? I got to go film with Miles. Oh, okay. I got shit to do. But right. that's perfect time for I'm Unreal. I'm going to go to my girlfriend's for dinner tonight and probably oh, sleep you, over. Okay. All right. But it's that's like, not till like, 6 or Girl, so. when you left, girl, not, I mean, I missed you, but also, like, I had a great week. There you go, girl. I'm I glad. did. Once I got out of the routine, I mean, when Nikki came over three days in, he was like, I can tell you haven't been around people because you were just talking nonstop. And I was like, I need someone to talk to that's not the it's dog. Just like and your not here. All right. Here we go. Hey, <laughs> fuck you, first of all. My mom's great. God, I remember you... My mom's fucking great. No, I'm not saying your mom isn't great, but Ooh, you know. I have a phone call on film from her. You, you had some. She don't listen to this podcast. Anyway, uh, listen, if you want to support us, you can go to VenturesRemaining.com, find our Patreon, become a Patreon BB. You get early episodes. Like, bitch, I was holding on to like four episodes that the Patreon BBs had access to before the rest of you. So, I mean, if you just want it, you come get it. We got to give a shout out to some of our Patreon BBs. We got Lee. Lee wants to promote a podcast called Lady in the Drunk that's available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow them on Instagram at Lady in the Drunk. They're two stand up comics with a refreshing, non PC look into today's topics and everyday struggles. And of course, Lee's Fat Puss gets a shout out. Not only are you going to leave a review for this podcast today, bitch, you're going to swipe and go find Lady in the Drunk and you're going to leave a review for that motherfucking podcast. That's what you're about to do, BBs, okay? We also have Delia still waiting for my catalog. Adams, that's the Delia reference, if you didn't know. Sam, um, Sam's Club Brodeur. We got Rachel, ooh, Dolezal Gregory. We got Daniel Day-Lewis Leonard. We got Sean Missing You More, Missing More. We got Carlos, Too Many C's, Too Many A's, Too Many R's, Carranza. We got Samantha, The Truth Is Out There, Vetting. We got Gina, Please Get It Checked Out, Wartman. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Ramirez, and Eric, you know, nah, me know. And it's time for the tuckening. All right, girl, you ready for this one? I'm ready, bitch. Here we go. 
You got Trika Santiago, Claudia Rodriguez, Teresa Morales, Carla Rosco, Jess Winninger, Amelia Duncan, Dean Downer, Jimmy, Cody Astolosa, Ricardo Brajas, Jason Gonzalez, Becca Murray, and Kate. Uh, listen. I didn't know this had a music video. Well, you don't pay attention to the music industry, I remember bitch. listening to this album when it first came this out. This bitch I was, like, was hanging out with the Kardashians last night I saw on Instagram. She was like, I'm rich now. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just got into some shit too, right? Did she? She's uh, always Well, no, didn't shit. Kim Kardashian? I feel like Phil did a story about... They're always that's someone called her anorexic and she was like, Thank you, and that oh, set the internet on fire. No, yeah. Oh, I saw that story actually. It's like her and Chloe and, and all the yeah, sisters just literally just going on about how um so skinny. Yeah, you must just eat air. You look so thin. Like, how are you the thinnest you've ever been? And then Chloe down on herself about her body. And I just want to be like, You just had a fucking baby, dude. Like, calm down. There's so many unrealistic expectations of like, I need to have my body back instantly and I need to do all this stuff. I've been rewatching that OJ show and it's just, I just love what they did with the Kardashians. They did. In that, like, these little, little minches. Little, little, little jabs they threw at them in terms of like, you know, and it also interesting how they explored their introduction to fame because it was because of her dad being involved in. True. The OJ trial and that they were like, with that sex oh, tape. we're famous. We can get sat right away at a restaurant. <laughs> no, excuse me. The benefits of fame was like imprinted on them. Yeah, very I young. mean, yeah. Listen, I'm not. I'm never watching the Kardashians to to figure out any body positivity shit. Okay, no, girl, those, you watching are... trash for for trash's sake? Oh yeah, no, I watch. I eat trash and I watch trash, knowing what trash does to the soul. Okay. <laughs> And sometimes it makes you feel better about yourself. It makes, it makes <laughs> you feel better. I'm about to order some Taco Bell. Speaking of that, at least you can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. You can find me Keith W A Crew on Twitter. Keith that Crew. Please else. go give us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, all we'll those places. We'll read it on the next one. We will read it on the next one if we remember. If it's five stars, if I'm just kidding. Great. Be honest. Be, I mean, don't be too honest if it's gonna hurt my feelings. Be, be real honest. I mean, you know. Only say good things about me and Margot, please. We're sensitive, Scorpio. You well, can, we're, we're can, sensitive. You water can take signs. shots at me. Sen- yeah, fuck Keith. Talk I get called the turtle bird constantly. I get bullied by my roommate bitch. a little bit good night <laughs> <laughs> good night and <laughs> goodbye <laughs>